Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross and today's episode is for you if you wrestle with struggle in business. If you sometimes get the real sense of like, why does this have to be so hard for me? Why isn't it this hard for them? Why am I always the one struggling? Why do I overcomplicate things? Why is my self-esteem on the floor? Why do I overcompensate by giving more and more and doing more and feeling like I need to be more? Does that resonate? Then this episode is for you. Recently, I posted over on Instagram a post that says, reminder, just because it comes easy to you does not make it less valuable for them. Then it goes on to say, own what you bring to the table. I'm going to repeat it. Just because it comes easy to you does not make it less valuable for them. I have noticed a theme and a trend. I think I've mentioned this in recent podcast episodes. One of my favorite things is when I spot a trend within my clients and I can sort of use that and sort of bring it to the inner work conversation to give you guys a bit of a summary and almost like a personal insight to use these episodes as your self-reflection prompts. And I am going to give you three questions, uh, one, two, three, yeah, three questions at the end of this episode to help you take what I've explained today and use for your own journaling maybe, or just thinking if you're out on a walk listening to this, just pause the episode, have a think. Because Instagram's great, like I get to post quippy little things and sometimes I'll even write quite a lengthy caption. So for example, this one, I wrote, own it. Own it within yourself. Own it with how you communicate. Own it through how you structure your packages and pricing. Own it through your boundaries. Own it through your opinion of yourself, regardless of their opinion. Really, really own it. Even if it comes easy to you, especially if it comes easy to you. That's normally where your magic is. And while I love Instagram and I love the ability to just have something pop into my head, quickly get it into my notes app, screenshot that, whack it on there. I still recognize that there's like a tiny percentage of people who will see that an even smaller percentage of people who will read the caption and an even smaller percentage of people who will be able to read the nuance and I think that's where it gets lost with Instagram a little bit for me, which is why I love the podcast so much because I get to explain what I really mean. And this this is one that I'm seeing come up tra- like time and time again. Just because it comes easy to you does not make it less valuable for them. I am noticing with the people that I work with, they have got a thing. They've got a thing that they're able to do or a way that they're able to be. And just, it comes that naturally and effortlessly and joyfully to them that over time, right, over time, they have started to diminish or overlook that thing completely when it is actually that thing that makes them have their magic. So as an example, at the back end of last year, I can see that how this applies to me quite quite seriously. The back end of last year, I was really having a look over the way that I run my group space, the Thrive First Method. And there was things that I was considering removing completely and things, and I actually asked for feedback and I actually went out to my Thrive First Method members and I was like, tell me the most powerful bits for you. And one of the biggest surprises to me was I was actually going to, I don't know if I've mentioned this to anyone, but I was actually going to pull our one. So our one is something that we do on a Monday morning and I was going to pull it thinking, well, 
it's pretty much the same thing. Like we go through a similar process week on week. So I'm always like, I've mentioned in previous episodes, I'm a real believer of if I'm using an hour of my time to do X, that therefore means that I don't get to do Y. And my my overarching um, objective when I'm in service, when I'm doing my job, when I'm in work, is always how can I be the most powerful? How can I have the most impact that I could possibly have? How can I provide the most value to the people who are paying to work with me? And so I never want it to be where I'm sort of guiding you through a process without you feeling like you're getting true transformation. And anyway, the feedback that was like a resounding, loud piece of feedback was, that is not the same thing week in, week out. And I recognize that now. What we actually do during that hour is, yeah, we follow a structure, but actually because they're changing every single week, because they're going through different things week in, week out, they're facing different challenges. They've got different aspirations. The same process serves them. It's just that they change, they are changing. So they need that structure so that they can operate within it to be able to ask them powerful questions and get them to step into self-leadership throughout their week and plan their week out in that way. And it really smacked me around the face because I was like, shit, that is something that, and by the way, there is more to it. Like before hour one, we have a coffee chat where I normally bring what, what you guys will probably receive as a podcast episode. I normally bring that to them, but it's like a 15 minute live workshop over a coffee. It's probably my favorite time of the week to be honest. But anyway, um, where was I going with that? Yeah. Like I nearly pulled something because it's really easy. Like I recognize now that part of my um, consideration of pulling our one was it's really easy work for me that like it's, it honestly feels for me like the, it's all, (laughs) I'm stumbling because I don't want to say what I'm about to say, but this is genuinely how it feels. It's like, should I be getting paid for this? (laughs) Because this is amazing. Like I, I get to start the week like this, really? And people want to pay me for that? Fuck off. Like that's how it feels. And I think that when when we get into a place where we're not actually developing our awareness to see the truth and we have societal conditioning, like, you know, I know for me, I have mentioned in previous podcast episodes, I come from a, a family of really hardworking people and that's not something that I think is a bad thing at all, but I think it can cross into the line of, well, you know, work doesn't get to be that fun. Like you, you need to be working harder. And it sometimes I think how that seeps in for me is it needs to feel harder than this. Um, and I, in those places, I can recognize that in conforming to those societal norms, I, I veer away from following my path and, you know, facing up to my own truth and taking taking me away from what is powerful and how I can make a powerful impact with it feeling easy and natural and effortless and joyful and fun. And when I slip into the place of feeling like it needs to be harder than this, I end up um, making choices that aren't in service to myself, aren't in service to my business and are not in service to the people that I serve. And so as I look around my client work at the moment, I, you know, I want to let you know that the work that I do and the people that I do it with, they span across so many industries. Some of them are doctors, some of them are lawyers, some of them are um, have their own floristry business, some of them um, are wedding planners. Like honestly, 
the the mix and diversity of people that I work with is pretty incredible. And the one thing that it's showing me is doesn't matter what industry you're in, who you are as a unique human and the skills, the very unique set of like life circumstances and experiences that you've been through have all formed to make you the you that you are now. And what anyway, what this episode is about is when you overlook or diminish what comes naturally and effortlessly and joyfully to you, quite often that for you can help, can not help, can contribute to you veering off on a path that actually makes it harder for you and makes it feel like it should be harder for you and therefore makes you feel like you're forcing and you're pushing and you're struggling through the work that you're doing. And Further to that, the impact in terms of business results are quite significant. I see this play out in the way that my clients price themselves. So do you recognize the link between if this comes easily and naturally and effortlessly to me, just like my post, right? Just because it comes easy to you does not make it less valuable to them. I see the biggest mistake that a lot of my clients make and I have also made in the past is just because this is easy for me, it must mean that it's less valuable for them. When actually, when you think about it, how many years of practice and developing mastery has it taken for you to develop those skills that you now have that you just, it's like second nature. It's like, think about how hard it is when you're learning to drive a car, but once it clicks and once you've got enough practice under your belt, years and years are worth of practice, you can drive from A to B and you don't consciously think about it. For those of you interested in the theory behind this, there's something called the conscious competence quadrant. Um, I'm not going to link it in the show notes because I've mentioned it in loads of other episodes. Um, Just Google conscious competence quadrant and you'll see exactly what I mean. But I think that there's great value in recognizing what comes easily and naturally and effortlessly and joyful to you and is of high value to other people. Because when you're able to do that exercise with yourself, it will impact the way you position yourself out there. So notice how this is all work that starts in here with me in my inner world, with my self-esteem, with the way I think about myself inside of myself, but then how I position myself out there. And that might be through the words that you use. It might be through um, the type of people that you choose to work with. It might be through the way that you package up your services or maybe even your pricing. But I also see it having an impact on... um, when people tell me that they're busy, like, so when my, particularly in the inner work journey, so for my clients who work with me on an ongoing basis, like four to six months, one of the most common themes that I see when they bring to the table, when they first come to me is how busy they are. And this sort of, um, frantic energy around, I know my business could be so successful and could even be more joyful for me to exist in, but I don't know how that's going to look or how that's going to work based on the fact that I feel like I'm at full capacity now. I'm so busy now and I don't see how, I don't see a way out of that. And when we actually dig into it, what we what we notice a lot of the time is because they're not actually valuing what comes easily and effortlessly and naturally to them, and therefore they're not valuing how valuable that is to other people, they then find themselves in situations where they feel the need to do more and to be more Um, So do more and be more, like do more activity, be more available, respond quicker to emails. They feel the need to overcompensate. So if they're going to charge high prices, a lot of them 
It's a little bit like I know I've mentioned in a previous episode. Oh, actually, no, I didn't. I think this was a conversation. I was, sorry, no, I didn't. This was on a coaching call with a Thrive First Method member. Um, I was saying, you know, when I remember when I was in employment and I went after a significant pay rise and they granted it to me. And I remember the moment that I got the letter to say, yeah, fine, you can have your seven and a half grand pay rise or whatever it was. Immediately, I was like, shit. Because they've given me it. Now I better prove myself. Now I better do more. Now I better live up to it. As opposed to, now I asked for that because it was in alignment with what who I am, what experience I've got, what I can bring to the table. And that's exactly what this Instagram post says. Own what you bring to the table. And this isn't me coming from a inflate your ego perspective. This is just simply me asking you to recognize the things that do come easily and naturally and effortlessly to you, but are of great value to someone else. So for example, my client who's a florist, I know for me, like <laughs> when someone buys me flowers, I they, they're better off in the wrapper because the moment I take them out of the wrapper, it's like, <laughs> it's like I've on purpose made them intentionally look ugly. I cannot put flowers in a vase without making them look squiff. Whereas my client has won awards for the floristry that she does. And when I ask her to, like, we were literally on a call the other week and I was like, okay, so can you tell me how you add value to people? And she couldn't recognize that the thing that comes the most easily and effortlessly to them, to her, sorry, was a thing that brings other people great joy in their lives. And it's more than flowers, you know, it's much, much more than that. So back to the point, I see my own clients overcompensating and sometimes trying to justify their price or their price increase by thinking that that's going to mean that they're going to need to give more, do more, be more. And that even spills into, oh yeah, but I just need to get this additional qualification. Yeah, I just need to get this additional like affirmation from someone outside of me to say, you have permission to go and ask for more and expect more in life and in business without actually needing to give more. Because actually they have... Like I know for me, I've run Thrive Life and Business now for I think around three years. I think, I don't know. I'm going to have to actually check out how long I've run this business for now. But I can tell you that I now, I charge much more than I did when I previous, when I initially set up my business. Not because I think I'm fucking the bee's knees, but more so because I, I actually deliver a different level of mastery now than I did when I initially set up my business. Now I'm not going to shit on myself for the version of myself that set up this business, because I actually know from feedback that my clients who worked with me when I very first set up the business, they are still receiving transformation from that work that we did together even now. What I'm saying now, so sorry, what I mean by that is, and again, I've done an Instagram post on this, just because you're evolving and you're growing doesn't make the previous version of you less, less of or wrong or bad or worse than. It just means that you're evolving and you're growing. And so because I'm able to recognize that I have developed more significant levels of mastery in the work that I do, I therefore will reflect that in my pricing. I, there, I therefore will reflect that in my messaging and how I construct my packages and the language that I use on my, um, what's it called? Website. Website. <laughs> Website. That, you know? So I suppose going back to the point, when we don't acknowledge what might come easily to us and therefore we don't see it as valuable to other people, what it can cause us to do is, what have I mentioned so far? Pricing, overcomplicating, do more, be more, 
Um, the other, th I've got two more points on this. The other thing that I see it causing is a bit of comparison and pedestaling people in inverted commas. So one of the things that I notice when my clients first come to the table and they're not recognizing their own magic, their, their own like, um, je ne sais quoi, you know, they, they're not seeing that within themselves and therefore they're not owning what they bring to the table. What I notice them doing a lot of the time is looking outside of themselves to try and position themselves with their competition in inverted commas. And it's, it fucks them over. It really fucks them over because what they do is they look around them and they say, am I better than them or worse than them? Let me have a look on their website. Let me see what they're charging. And equally, the people who they see as better than them in inverted commas, they'll then pedestal them, the, those people. And therefore, they will put themselves on a lower pedestal. And that, again, will fuck them over. And I want you to reflect this back to yourself. Be honest with yourself. When something comes easily and naturally and effortlessly to you and you don't acknowledge that, you don't see your own value that you're bringing to the table and therefore you're not owning it within yourself, you're not communicating it, you're not owning it through how you package your services or how you price yourself or your boundaries or your opinion of yourself. When you're not doing all of those things, notice how you compare yourself when you're in that space. What And if you need to pause the episode here and think, how does that come up for me? Who is on a pedestal I think is better in inverted commas than me? And that is usually because you're comparing apples and pears because, and I know that for a fact, even without knowing who's listening to this episode, because they're not you and you're not them. And that is a good thing. They are, they are uniquely them and you are uniquely you. And that is where your magic comes from. I'm going to read out another post that I posted on Instagram that I feel like would be a really good um, addition to this episode. Let me just find it. Here's what it says. It starts with an affirmation at the top. So it says, I'll try and link it in the show notes. It says, I accept and own who I am. And then it goes on to say, look, you're not like them. And it's highly likely that at some point you've been laughed at, shamed, or made to feel like you shouldn't be the way you are but you are, aren't you? And while you're pouring your energy into being what you think they want you to be, a more palatable version of you, being less whatever to avoid their disapproval, what you're not doing is living into your own potential. I don't care if your goal is big or lofty or to achieve inner peace or whatever. It starts with accepting and owning who you are. So please start, start there. All of the too muchness and the not enoughness can get to fuck because this is the time where you accept who you are and own who you are, regardless of what they think. Because while you're bending to fit in, the world is carrying on regardless. So enough of the pleasing, it's time to pour your energy into something worthwhile, you. And I, I really wanted to bring that post. I hadn't planned to bring that post, but I really wanted to bring it because what I see is when people don't acknowledge what they bring to the table and they're not acknowledging it because they just think they, they literally, I've done it myself. They're like, well, everyone can do this, right? Everyone can. It's, it's so easy for me. Surely everyone can do this. So a great example is I can cook. Like I have no issue with saying I am a really good cook. Can I bake? Can I shite? Like I, <laughs> if you ask me to create a cake or bake something or follow a recipe, it's not going to happen. And I'm telling you, it's not going to turn out well. However, if you ask me to throw a meal together, it's going to be really good. Now, 
I can stand here and be like, well, everyone can do that, can't they? Because it comes easily and naturally to me. But no, that's not true. And we all know it. And unfortunately, the way I see this play out in business is we sort of overcomplicate things. We overcompensate. It affects our pricing, our self-esteem, just because we haven't taken the time to acknowledge the thing that might come easily to us, but might be of great value to others. So I'm going to start wrapping the episode up here and I'm going to wrap the episode up with three prompts for you to go away and consider. So I hope, by the way, that you feel like this isn't an this isn't an exercise that I'm going to head that I'm going to give you to head away with that is going to sort of make you feel good about yourself because this isn't about positivity. This isn't about like um, giving you the feel good factor. I'm being really serious in this episode. If you overlook or diminish the things that may well come easily and naturally to you, but are, are of great value to others, I am telling you that I see in my own clients, it's going to play out in business and it will affect things that are important to you, like the revenue that you generate, like the way that you show up, the visibility that you have online, like the the way that you position yourself um, and the packages and the pricing and the way that you structure your services and the way that you uphold your boundaries. It is going to have an impact on those things. So I believe that the prompts I'm about to give you and the context of this episode was absolutely worth listening to and the, the following prompts are worth you going away and doing. So let me give you the first one. First one is, do you know what? I always get to this point in the episode and I'm like, what does my handwriting say? <laughs> um, how can you... Well, I like this. Okay. How, number one, prompt number one, how can you be your own muse? Find inspiration from within. Okay. So what I really want you to do is in the moments that you feel like outsourcing your creativity. So this particularly applies to you if you're a business owner who is looking at how to package your services or how to um, structure your social media or whatever the fuck you're doing. I want you to, instead of looking at how other people are doing it, which is great. Research is brilliant. I instead want you to be your own muse. And I want you to acknowledge your likes and dislikes. I want you to acknowledge your preferences. So for me, as an example, I don't like really long-winded Instagram posts, like with loads and loads of text on. I find that my brain really struggles to focus and pay attention long enough to read something like that. So instead for me, I like you to chunk it down into a carousel slide. I like to hear it in a podcast episode. I love the in between the lines. I love it when someone shares the real nitty gritty context behind what it is that they really mean, the message that's in their heart. Now, if you notice, that's the way I do things. And that is me being my own muse. That's me finding inspiration from within. That's me recognizing and accepting and acknowledging that if I like things done this way, then I might like to produce things this way. And other people might be like me and might like things done in this way too. So way number one to own what comes easily and effortlessly and naturally to you is to be your own muse, to find your inspiration from within. How can you do that? How can you recognize what comes effortlessly and naturally to you, even down to your own preferences? And how can you start to weave those things into the way that you do business? That was prompt number one. Prompt number two, can you ask, so if you struggle with recognizing what does come easily and effortlessly to you, but is of great value to others, if that's where you struggle, which I 
personally, I definitely struggle with this. Um, and apparently I'm a two, four in human design and apparently that's a very two, four thing. So who knew, but if that's you too, can you ask others to give you examples of what you do really well, how you impact them, how you bring something to the table so effortlessly and naturally to, to help you see it too. Sometimes external feedback, as long as you're not relying on it for, for your main source of self-esteem or anything like that, sometimes external feedback is really valuable, especially if you're struggling to see what comes easily and naturally and effortlessly to you that other people might find valuable? Can you ask other people that you trust, that you know won't necessarily have an agenda, that you feel safe in asking for this feedback? Can you ask them to give, to mirror, literally mirror back the things that they find fascinating in you or really valuable in what you bring to the table? And then the third prompt that I have for you is can you keep a visible record? Visible is a really important word here. Can you keep a visible record of times when, and this is like A and B, one and two, times when in your inner world, you felt like you're in flow. Something's just felt like, yes, this is coming naturally to me, effortlessly to me. So I'll give you an example. For me, the times when I'm in flow are the times when I've written a few bullet points down and then let me loose. Let me let me record the podcast episode. Let me get on that workshop. Let me deliver that that training. Because I know for me, when I pair up some bullet points with a really grounded and inspired idea and intention, um, that is where my fire is. So I know for me, if I'm in that space, oh, that that's like that's me in flow. Can I recognize those times? Can I find examples of those times? And can I take that a bit further? Can I see how when I've been in flow, I've then impacted others? How did I impact others? What was the result of that? Did I give them a new perspective? Did I help them to find the inspiration within themselves? Did I make them feel fired up and therefore motivated to do something? What did I do? How did I provide value? What did others get from that? So that's in your inner world. Can you keep a visible record of times when in your inner world you felt like you've been in flow? And then the second part to this question is, can you keep a visible record of times when you have, um, what does that say? Oh, in your outer world. So can you can you keep a visible record of times when you've received feedback and keep that visible in front of you now the reason i keep saying the word visible is i was coaching one of my um one to one clients the other day and they were explaining to me that actually they were finding it really easy to listen to the inner critic voice, the self-doubt voice um and when they were trying to go and do something in their business that voice was sort of rare in its head and really shouting them down and making them feel like they wanted to retreat, avoid doing the thing in its entirety. And I was like, okay, so do you have evidence of times when clients have given you feed that feedback and like positive testimonials on this particular thing? And they were like, oh my God, yeah. Like I've literally got reams of them. I've got like 50 plus testimonials and I'm like, cool. So let me just check. So you've got loads of testimonials. Yeah. But this voice lives inside of your head and it's shouting you down. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. So this voice lives in your head. Yeah. And it's with you all of the time. Yeah. Where are those testimonials? And they were like, oh, in my screenshots, in my phone, in a folder on my laptop. And I'm like, okay. So 
if you wanted to find them, then you'd need to go and look for them, right? Right. And at this point, the penny was dropping. And the penny drop moment is, if those inner critic voice voices are shouting loudly, if that self-doubt is roaring, then the reason I want you to have visibility of the, the literal examples where you've provided immense value by doing something that feels really easy and natural to you, I want you to have those things visible so that you can almost rational, like rationalize your, with yourself to say, that voice of self-doubt is there, but I also have this evidence and it's really easy for me to access. These are really practical things to help you when you're in those moments of, I just want to hide in a box. <laughs> because I don't want you hiding in a box. I don't want you to keep, um, I, I'm going to say playing small, but I hope what you all know from me is you don't necessarily need to play big and live outside of your comfort zone to do amazing things in business, right? So it's just, I don't want you to be diminishing yourself and losing the um, grip on what you naturally and effortlessly bring to the table that is uniquely you, like I said at the beginning of this episode, that comes from your unique experiences in life and in business. And what literally just very naturally lives inside of you, what lights you up, what you feel really like you love geeking out over that the next person doesn't give a shit about. So for me, it's always been personal development. I can find examples of personal development in the most mundane and boring scenarios and situations. That's where the majority of my content comes from because I'll have walked down the road and seen a scenario happen in real life and been like, oh, there's a lesson. There's a lesson. There's a lesson. I love that. I love that for myself. That's where I get my kicks. I love geeking out on shit like that. How does that apply to you? Where are your bits like that? What do you just naturally bring to the table that up until this point you may have been overlooking? Okay. So I hope this episode helps you to see your unique, absolute value and just, just what you bring to the table. And I further to that, I really hope this episode is your first step to truly owning it like really owning it. Like I said in the comment, it's so in, in the caption of that Instagram post, owning it within yourself, owning it in how you communicate through how you structure your packages, your pricing, your boundaries, through your opinion of yourself, regardless of other people's opinion, your self-concept, right? Really, really owning it, even if it comes easy to you, especially if it comes easy to you. So before I wrap up this episode, I want to remind you, if you want to deepen this work, I have the Thrive First Method. Um, and that is, I'm going to leave my website underneath the show notes of this episode. Go and have a look at each of my services. And if you're unclear, but you know that you'd like to work together, contact me. There is a short phone call that I can set up to help you establish. If you've already made your mind up like, yes, I would like to work with Nikki. I think that would be a good idea for me. And I have it within my resources and my capacity to, i.e. time and financial resources, please contact me. I'd be more than happy to chat through the different um, services that I offer, both in the Thrive First Method and also through my one-to-one -one work. So all of that said, please never forget, I am always cheering you on. And I really do hope that you are cheering you on too. <laughs>